This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's 99.9 KISW Loud and Local back here in the studio. I am very, very happy to bring you guys a band that is reforming for the weekend. Uh, doing a reunion. A band called Stay Gold. Uh, first off, welcome to Loud and Local, guys. Hey, thanks. Thanks very much for having us. Yeah. Absolutely. So first off, I just wanted to uh, say that this band, definitely one of my favorite hardcore bands in the formative years of me going to shows, The Paradox in the U District. Uh, they were one of the first bands I saw alongside, I think it was Champion, Over My Dead Body, Breaker Breaker, and uh, yeah, Panic. That awesome right. show. That so. was yeah. a very good show for all of us. Yeah, good friends, good, good friends, bands. That was, uh, yeah, good era. Awesome. So first off, why don't you guys introduce yourselves and tell us uh, what you do for Stay Gold. Uh, hi. Uh, well, I'm Chad Rep, and um, I sing for the band. <laughs> <laughs> the least talented one. And um, uh, do you just want to know, like, where I'm at? Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, right now I'm living in Berea, Kentucky. Okay. This tiny town. Uh, just going to school there, finishing up my degree. It's kind of a it's a work college, so you get like sure. you can go for free. Really? It's great. Yeah. So um, yeah, finally finishing up some college and then uh, working for an artist down there, just doing fabricating like whatever he needs and. Cool. It's it's pretty fun. Nice, dude. Cool in Kentucky, so you're spread spread out there. Cool. Yeah. And Eagle, you are yes. in, in Southern California. That is correct. Yes, I'm Eagle. I play drums in Stay Gold. I'm currently living in Southern California. I live in Long Beach, and I work in the exciting world of skateboarding, action sports industry. Awesome. Yes. So, so hanging out with Rob Deirdre. Uh A little bit. <laughs> yeah, that's a, it's a little bit of a touchy subject with Rob right now oh, and DC. Okay. So we'll just uh, leave that be. I'll just plead <laughs> the fifth on some of that info. Fair but, enough. Uh, yeah. So stay gold. Uh, you're playing Rainfest Sunday night. Uh, well, you know what? You guys are playing like probably right now. Uh, I will just spill the beans and say this is a pre-recorded interview. But you guys are playing uh, tonight at Rainfest. Pretty insane that uh, after 13 years, yeah, something like that. Yeah. 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 So very very cool. Uh, did you guys ever do any interviews for magazines or radio or anything when you were like in the initial phase of stay gold? You know. I mean, I we did like fanzine any. interviews, you yeah. know. I think at the time, I think we we existed in that window before hardcore sort of got even bigger. And I don't think that there was even an outlet for media in kind of what there were weren't really magazines and radio that were still. It's like hardcore was still kind of a little bit outside less of the boundaries. Yeah, yeah. And so, I mean, I remember we did a couple of like zine interviews for kids on tour. Yeah, around yeah around the country. They'd yeah, there was after a show, but that was about it. Never a lot, a great deal of interest when we sort of existed. <laughs> <laughs> but we posthumous, were, now you guys, yeah, every, uh, you the know, eyes are on Stay Gold. I don't know. We felt, we, I mean, I think we were always very small fish. Um, and this whole thing just, I mean, the whole th the way this came about is crazy and bizarre. But honestly, after kind of getting back together and kind of, I mean, seeing some of these guys for literally the first time in 10 or 12 years, um, it's been great. I mean, it's yeah. been awesome. You know, vibes are good, and we had a really good yeah, time. Definitely. And 
it's it honestly you kind of just fall back into old routines everybody's just been ridiculous and you know horrible jokes and laughing and surprisingly yeah. we we remember the songs which is actually the most impressive <laughs> yeah, that's, aspect. Most, that's also is. the most important part it yeah. really is yeah <laughs> i mean that was definitely a concern i mean chad and i have always kept in touch really well over the years awesome ross and i have kept in touch a little bit um better than the other guys but you just you know you fall out with guys out of sight out of mind um, sure. Long, you know, everyone is in different geographic locations at this point all over the country. Um, so there were definitely apprehensions and concerns like, what is it going to be the first time we get into yeah. a room together? You know, it could just be a yeah. train wreck. <laughs> yeah, I was pretty uh, nervous about what it was going to look like when we all showed up together. But yeah. it's been <laughs> it's been surprisingly um, good. It's like smooth. Yeah. Awesome. Very, very organic, I guess. Uh, so. I kind of just wonder, for anyone listening now, Stay Gold, I want a brief rundown of Stay Gold. Like, how did you guys form? Uh, how did you meet? And, and, like, how did you guys start Stay Gold? What were, like, your, your influences, and how did you all come together? Oh, man. I'm going to start. It's a lot of questions in there. <laughs> well, the first, uh, Chad was one of the first people I met, like, in the Seattle hardcore scene. Um, and I ran into him through, like, another friend I had met via hardcore and it was actually the day that chad was going to get a really possibly bad tattoo and he was running around <laughs> uh -oh. capitol hill i think trying to either like take out money or something and he was telling me about this tattoo he was going to go get and we became friends pretty quickly and not too long after that i was living in a very tiny studio apartment up on the hill and uh chad sort of moved in uh like Into the studio? on my couch yeah, yeah it was, it was, it was pretty uncomfortable quarters, you know um, so we spent a lot of time hanging out. We spent a lot of time kind of driving between Seattle and Auburn uh, to where his folks the were. The Annex. Did you yeah. guys ever play the Annex? No, we, we played the Annex. We played our first yeah. show at the Annex, nice. actually, our very first yeah. show. Um, but all the time we were hanging out, you know, we sort of realized that not only we have a lot of bands we were sort of into and a lot of common influence, but it was also a lot of stuff that maybe a lot of, like, Seattle hardcore kids and, and like, a lot of friends I had weren't particularly into. I mean, it was kind of all over the place, but, I mean... You know, Chad and I liked a lot of the kind of skate stuff. Like, we liked 88 Fingers Louie. We liked yeah. No Use for a Name. But we also were obviously, you know, like, straight-edge hardcore kids. So yeah. it's like we liked Turning Point and all the great classics. Yeah. Um, Hot Water Music was always, like, a top three band for me. Um, so we just had, I think, a lot of common interests. And I think Chad sort of, like, got into bands. We just we had similar interests and realized that nobody was really playing this type of music and I don't know what it was we didn't you know we uh, there's so much elements of melodicism and sort of the catchy stuff of some of the like you know more of like the kind of melodic punk that we liked but it's definitely you know there was the Gorilla Biscuits turning point all that kind of yeah. stuff in there too so we just we were like let's start a band and at first it was like it almost felt jokey you know like that yeah we were gonna, it was really like, haha let's start a band you it know it was so um, casual and just yeah moving around in the apartment we um this is like the second time we lived together when we right, started it. Right, right. Yeah, and um, we were just sort of goofing around, and I think it, yeah, we were we were um, we were into writing BMX. Um, yeah, and, and cool. I, sk I skated too, but yeah. Chad was was not a skater, so we had a BMX connection, and we had a couple of friends up on the hill that also rode. So we started sort of like we had this really, you know, humorous joke BMX crew that would kind of roll around. So at one point when we were going to talk about starting a band, we were going to call it Three Piece Crank. We we're going to have like a BMX reference in our name, which nice. is a total goof. Um, but then things sort of started happening within a couple of years of, of sort of just being friends where it suddenly was like, let's actually start a band. I was I was like in the very early stages playing like with champion guys. Yeah. And it was kind of like I wanted to do something that was a little 
a little more melodic, you know. There yeah. was like the Lifetime, and I mean, when Kid Dynamite demo came out, Chad and yeah, I drove we... around the entire summer and literally played that tape until it just warped into oblivion. <laughs> I mean, as far as I'm concerned, still, the Kid Dynamite record is the, you know, it's the top five of like our hardcore generation. Yeah. So we were pulling from a lot of influences that maybe the stuff and the bands that I was doing at the time weren't really interested in doing yeah so um he just wanted to bring it all together for one yeah project yeah. and it's funny you know i had asked ross our guitar player to join the band and he and i were in a really terrible hardcore band at the time and it was the same you know everyone was in school everyone had multiple jobs and bands i was like ross i want to start this other band come play guitar and he was like no i'm too busy and i was like well chad's gonna sing yeah and ross was like i'm in and Chad had never been in a band. Chad had yeah. never sang, wrote lyrics. But like Ross was just so into the idea of being a band with Chad, who was like cool. our friend and had faith in him. Yeah. But like that's what convinced Ross to come along, which is a testament to Chad's, you know. He's the awesome unifying <laughs> man. <laughs> Somehow. Yeah, I guess so. No, you tell it that way. Yeah. And that's kind of it. I mean, it was just a thing. You know, we, we were always hanging out. We were always, you know, we were crammed in the studio apartments living together. We were riding BMX bikes and we just. You know, not to, to like be reductive, but yeah, it was like, you know, when you start a band with your friends, anytime you have someone that doesn't play an instrument, which in this case was Chad, it's like, well, you're the singer, you know, that's, yeah. just, you, that's your role because if, you know, it's very natural. It's like, Absolutely. Well, we we want to do this thing, but if you don't play anything, well, Here's start, your role. start writing lyrics. You Absolutely. Know? So that was, I don't know what, yeah. I don't think I, what, I don't know what I'm leaving the way, out not, from back that, then. But. Uh, the way I remember it was basically uh, Eagle and I both dropped out of different art schools and then, that part is and then true too, Stay yeah. Gold was just a thing somehow. That's how it seems to me. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we had talked about doing yep. it, and then all of a sudden we were at our first practice. Yeah. Um, yeah, that is true. We both yeah. um, were kind of lost in the educational system. I was in art school and miserable, and Chad was Cornish? enrolled. I was at uh, the Art Institute. Okay, cool. And uh, starting computer animation and miserable, and then I switched to graphic design, and I found myself... Anytime I had class, I was far more interested in skateboarding. And yeah. I eventually was just like, I don't, I eventually just dropped out. And then I was like, honestly, to be fair, I think I was like telling Chad, who you were equally disinterested in college. So oh, yeah, I'm but, not fully responsible. I think I was like, Chad. No, it was totally you. Like, just go drop out of college. My life would have been so different. Like, I, was like, <laughs> yeah, I was like, look, man, go drop me. out of college. Let's start a band. You know, let's go yeah. on tour. It's, it's not working out for me. It's not working out for you. I quit that school stuff. Yeah. Let's go Let's go start a <laughs> punk band. Nice. That, was, that was just at uh, the graphic design program in Seattle Central. So okay. it wasn't, you know. <laughs> it wasn't like I was throwing away some billion dollar future. He yeah, wasn't. Exactly. At, he wasn't at Notre Dame. Yeah, you know, yeah. So it was okay. But, For uh, sure. But we were definitely. Um, I don't know. We talked about it recently. Things just felt back then. It's just like all you. All we really did was hang out. You yeah. know. It's like I mean, yeah. yes, we had these lousy jobs and we were in and out of trying to go to college. But it's like I mean, all we really had was like hanging out, BMX bikes, going to shows. Going swimming at the Auburn, uh, yeah. you know, like swimming holes in the summer. Yeah. It was just such like a that's a so, simpler the cliched, time. simple yeah, yeah. time, you know. That's um, awesome. So it's like, why wouldn't we start a band? We got to do something with our whiling days, you know. Absolutely. So I'm, uh, you know, if you're just tuning in, I'm interviewing Eagle and Chad from Stay Gold, awesome band, uh, and I've I've wanted to have them on, and it's very very fitting that is the last Rainfest, uh, and an incredible uh, ten years of Rainfest, a hardcore festivities here in the Northwest, and they're going to be reuniting. Uh, they reunited tonight, so it's very cool, and I'm going to play two songs from them right now, and then we'll hear more from them. This is first a band that they just dropped their name of, of Turning Point, doing a cover of Turning Point. This is uh, Stay. 
Gold doing Thursday. After that, we're going to play a song that rele- they released on a 7-inch called TGIF, uh, and then we'll have more from their Pills and Advice record. We'll talk about the, uh, the recording of that album, their tours, all the good stuff, all the juicy details with Stagold. Uh, we'll be back with more from them. Here's a couple songs. It's Stagold on Loud and Local. This is Loud and Local with Kevin Deers on The Rock, 99.9 KISW.
TGIF. That's. Thank God it's Friday? I don't even know. Uh, TGIF is uh, Thank God I'm Filipino. Really? And it is, uh, the song is a tribute to uh, our, our old friend Juan, who we lost um, many years ago. While, while we were a band, um, a good friend of ours that was definitely part of the collective crew of kind of the Capitol Hill kids. Um, yeah, he, he passed away and that in, inspired. But he, he was a Filipino kid and he always used to wear this sh- shirt with these giant <laughs> letters that said TGIF. So when Chad, you know, obviously wrote the lyrics, we wrote this song for our friend Juan. Um, we just thought TGIF was this funny inside joke because he always wore this shirt with these giant TGIF letters on it. Ed. That's cool. So, yeah. That's awesome. Good to know. Cool little inside uh, anecdote there about Stay Gold. Uh, like I was saying, they are a uh, hardcore band from the 1999 to 2003, class of 2003. Uh, <laughs> so you guys, I was kind of wondering, uh, so the hardcore scene has obviously changed a ton since you guys uh, started in 99. Um, Rainfest, obviously, when I first started going to hardcore shows, I would have never even imagined uh, Seattle to have a huge scene with a big enough to... Uh, hold a fest where people would be flying in from, you know, hell, I have a friend who's flying in from uh, Tokyo, Japan, just to see you guys uh, on Sunday. So, uh, can't even imagine, I couldn't have even imagined it. Um, What were the bands that you guys played with back in the day, and what were some of the venues you frequently played at, and what was the scene like, would you you describe it as? Um, I don't know who you go first. Yeah, sure. I mean, we played... uh, Played it. I feel like we played at uh, the Annex, Auburn Annex, uh, a few more than a few times. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm not. I don't know what it's called anymore. That what was the Paradox that was in the U District? Is yeah, that, that was the Paradox, it, and now it's like a theater for right. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, improv or something. Yeah. 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 Um, I don't. At times it was real small. At times, uh, you know, shows we'd have like those shows at Big John's house, way out of the way. You know, there wouldn't be too many people. Um, I don't know. It was small, but not, you know, it wasn't tiny. I always felt very local. I mean, yeah. you know, that's one of the things that's so funny in hindsight or to meet kids from other parts of the country or even way crazier kids from other countries. I mean, Stay Gold was really just a Seattle band, and we were such a local band. We did pretty well on the West Coast, and we did a lot of jaunts down the West Coast. Sure. And we play all these California cities, and I think that, I don't know why, per se, like why the West Coast always, we kind of had a good fit. But um, at the time we were, I mean, the the first big trek we took across the country went to the East Coast. I mean, we were just not a well-received band. They're I like, mean, where's the breakdowns? Yeah, I mean, I yeah. think maybe a part of it was that, you know, <laughs> yeah. at that time you had all these really, really morose, dark, heavy, hardcore bands, which, again, I mean, we liked. I mean, it's yeah. not as sure. though we just... Um, but that was sort of a thing when we existed. Everyone was into that just really dark death imagery and everything was splattered in blood or black, you know, and it was just... Yeah. You're we, like, we're not American Nightmare, I'm sorry. Yeah. Right, and I mean, uh, <laughs> that band is American Nightmare. I mean, obviously, like, incredible band, hugely influential band to a million people, but, you know, we didn't really fit in there. I mean, so I always just felt like we were a Seattle band. Yeah. Our friends would always come out. You know, I always felt like Seattle shows were fun. They weren't ever particularly big. I think the biggest show we ever played is we opened for like Good Riddance and Death by Stereo. And so there was yeah. you know, 500 people at the at the Rock, not Rock, any, El Corazon? No, El Corazon, no, yeah. whatever, you know. I mean, that to us was like, well, that's the biggest show we'll ever play. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, um, but yeah, it was, it was local bands. And I mean, I know that we, you know, we had... 
sort of like uh, like-minded friends and bands in other cities. And, you know, and once the indecision thing kind of happened, uh, records, not the band, obviously, um, like Faded Grey were like some of our brothers in arms yeah. in Las Vegas. I mean, we actually met those guys on the first champion tour we did when I was still in that, in the band, uh, Chad roadied with us sure. on the very first champ. When all we had was like a demo tape. You oh, know? I got that demo tape. Back yeah. when champ, back <laughs> before champion became the awesome band that they became, we yeah. weren't a particularly good band. Um, they became <laughs> an incredible band clearly. Um, but we met the faded gray guys. And so then of course, you know, however long down the line when stay gold kind of came into fruition, um, you know, we played shows with the Fade of Grey guys and that we were label mates and Lance to this day is still a good friend. And, yeah. uh, you know, so I feel like those were the kind of bands that we sort of, you know, sort of fit in with. I mean, it was a sort of emotional, hard on your sleeve kind of um, introspective hardcore, I guess. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know. Um, but again, I, I think I always just felt like we were a local band. I never felt like we were any sort of a presence. I never felt like anybody outside. Yeah, we just, you know, we, we didn't tour a great deal off the West Coast. You know, the one time we tried, it, it didn't go very well. And after that, it was sort of the end. I mean, yeah. so, yeah, to, to the gauge of it, to me, I always just felt like we were a punk band playing in the basement. I mean, yeah. it's just, you know, Seattle that's, is such a small... That's what always felt right Small to us. feel, I mean, you know. We, yeah, we that's, sort of sought that's that, all we sought that out as well. That was... Yeah, what we enjoyed the most. We were sure. much happier yeah. playing on the floor. Or Didn't want to be a rock and roll, huge yeah, rock and roll. I mean, yeah. yeah, we. I don't think we ever. I mean, it's so strange now to see how big bands can become and see some of the opportunities they get. Because I mean, every time I've ever started a band, like my dream is like I want to put out a seven inch, then I can just die happy. And that's like this, and that's like this crazy unattainable thing. And sure. so it's like any time we got to do anything it felt like well this is crazy i just thought we'd put out a demo and play to our friends and play yeah. a show and so yeah. that's you know any anything that ever happened beyond that it still kind of blows my mind yeah. i mean you know like you said someone having a stay gold tattoo it's like what are you crazy i mean it's <laughs> like that's nuts i mean like we do because we're in the band yeah. like and we're just you know um but it was always something it, that we felt very it was a huge part of our lives, and some of the the greatest times I think I could collectively speak for everyone. I mean that it was, uh, but yes, to, I, I never felt like we were a particularly large band. We didn't play these particularly large shows. Or it just always felt like our buddies were always there, and our buddies' bands yeah. we were always playing beside. You know, so there was no grand scheme for the Stagold Arena tour. No, no. <laughs> no. I mean, honestly, this Rainfest is the you know the most high profile, you know, yeah. craziest, uh, biggest show we've done, and it's. I mean, it only makes sense to come and, and do this in Seattle. I mean, obviously, again, I think that through and through, regardless of the fact that people, you know, live in these different geographic locations now, to me, I mean, Stigold is just a Seattle band, and I, I'm proud to be associated, and I, I press to be associated as a Seattle band. I mean, yeah. there's a rich history of, you know, of, I mean, conscious or not, our so many of our influences were local bands. You've got Undertow, you've got seaweed i mean yeah. it's one of our yeah. favorite bands of all and it, granted sorry that is it's a coma band yeah <laughs> seaweed if you hear this i apologize um they will always rep tacoma yeah absolutely so no i mean just the northwest in general i mean stay gold is again it's just it's a very seattle thing and i never thought we were anything i never thought anyone really took notice outside of like auburn and seattle yeah. tacoma you know although i i feel like on tour we are always sort of surprisingly lucky to meet like one or two kids at each show who just like Die hard. Just, yeah, they just really right. got into it, and you know they were so positive and so like it always felt good. I, you know, it was always like a 
really yeah, I think nice we always surprise. preferred to like. I mean, some of my favorite bands are those bands that not everybody loves, but the people that like that band. I mean, love it's like, that band. Like, yeah. I mean, so I, I always go back to Silent, Silent Majority. Majority. They're oh, probably yeah. my favorite hardcore band of all time. Yeah. But you talk to kids, and they're like, "What are you talking about? Like Silent Majority? Like that's not." You're like, no, that's literally the greatest band of all time. Yeah. You know, so I. I always I always appreciated that I feel like kids that liked us were very few and far between, but they were really there for us as opposed to like, oh, everyone like, you know, yeah, <laughs> exactly. like it, it feels better that it feels a little more genuine if the numbers are small, you know, it's the, it's the quality, not quantity, yeah. you know, I think so. Awesome. Well, you guys are back after uh, 12 years, 12 years, yeah, uh, your, your last so. show was 2004 at the Paradox, and you guys are back. What brought you guys back together uh, 12 years after for, for f- one more show at Rainfest? It's a wild story. Let's <laughs> hear it. We got uh, some time. It started as kind of a very strange whim where we were on the cusp of playing in San Diego of all places. At the Shea Cafe? Uh, we were going to play yeah. the Shea Cafe. Um, this was back in February or March, I think. Sure. And what happened was... Of this year? This was, yes. Yeah. Just a few months back. We had we had some friends playing a show, and some old label mates were on the show. Was it Over My Dead Body it, in Bay? Yes, over yeah. my, that was the, that was the uh, event. Cool. Um, so I think the the seed that was sort of planted, I joked with Chad. I was like, you know, Bane, Over My Dead Body, et cetera, playing the Shea. I was like, you know... 12 years ago we would have been playing the show or we would yeah. have wanted we would have been like dying to play this show you know and i was doing a band at the time with uh, another san diego guy uh spencer who used to do a band called find him and kill him you two yeah. might remember awesome band and and so and spencer used to book at the shea used to book a lot of shows there i was at the time doing a band with him and uh, i said yeah i was kind of laughing with chad he's like banging over my dead body it feels like it's 2000 2002 you know sure. we would have killed to get on that show and he was like, oh, man, like, let me talk to the promoter kid doing the show. And I was like, eh, what? Like, we, I was, it's a joke, you know? Like, yeah. We, two of the guys live on the East Coast, et cetera. And it's like, Spencer kind of came back and was like, man, that kid would be really stoked if you guys, like, and I was, I was like, what? Like, <laughs> it was a joke, you know? And then suddenly it was like, well, if you guys, I was like, what if we just did, like, an unannounced set, open the show without telling anybody we're playing, and just saw our friends again and played like basically we were just an unannounced local band just yeah. because this. And so it all suddenly sort of was like becoming this actual thing. And so I hit it. I was like, Chad, like suddenly we might just go play this goofy unannounced show in San Diego of all places just because we have some friends playing. And I reached out to the other guys who I really, again, you know, a couple of them we haven't kept in good touch. I mean, yeah. friendly, civil, of course, you know, and I was like, hey, guys, like. Would you guys be interested in coming out to San Diego to play a one-off show for like absolutely no reason? And miraculously, those guys were like, "Okay, sure, that sounds fun." I was like, "Oh, okay, let's we're gonna do that." And then, through all these various circumstances and things, that the bottom kind of fell out of that event. But what it did was it sort of opened communication for all of us and got us all just sort of talking again, and everyone sort of was excited yeah. about the prospect of just playing this random one-off show. And so we, we suddenly sort of had the wind taken out of our sails, and we just sort of went back to our lives thinking like, well, that would have been cool, you yeah. know, see you, see you later. You know, have, I hope your life is good because we never see each other. And uh, you know, we had a Seattle friend who suddenly, it's like he kind of got wind of the almost thing happening, and he started really kind of campaigning for us to play. And he's like, yeah, should play We Rainfest. see you, Jim Barris. That's yeah, Jim Barris, <laughs> yeah, our, our biggest uh, spokesman. And uh, it was funny because he said, oh, you guys should play Rainfest. And I'm like, well, 
you know, no one invited us to play. I mean, like, we don't have an invitation to play Rainfest. Like, yeah. sure, I guess that would be cool. But I was like, Jim, like, you know, no one's asking Stay Gold to play shows. I mean, it's not like something we were even campaigning for. It was like yeah. this weird thing almost happened. But then, of course, you know, I start getting the texts from Jim. And uh, he's like, hey, you guys should play Rainfest. I'm like, again. I just talked to Matt. You know, like, yeah. He's like, well, he's like, do you want me to put you talk to Matt? I'm like, I'm no, I don't want to ask to play. Huh. Like, no, like, uh, this is crazy, Jim. And so Jim was was really the sort of catalyst for really pushing. And then suddenly, you know, it's like, I get a text from Matt. It's like, uh, we'd love to have you play Rainfest. And I'm like, okay, uh, I don't know. Let me reach out to the guys again. And so uh, then we realized, though, if, if we're going to play a show, I mean, you know, do it in Seattle. why on earth would we go play? In, but again, it was this, this very, like, kismet kind of thing about the San Diego show almost happening. It was just going to be this very surprise, unannounced thing. And, you know, the yeah. two kids in San Diego that liked us would have been really excited. Yeah. Um, we always had good times at the Shake. I, I mean, of course. I mean, San Diego was was honestly, yeah, yeah. They're like a home away from home. We Definitely. had friends there always. I mean, obviously the no shortage of amazing bands. And you had the Shea, which was like a home to us. So, you know, in a way it made sense. But it didn't. It obviously didn't make as much sense as the obviously playing here like hometown show and so when Jim really pushed and then suddenly he just talked to Matt and those guys reached out to us I mean it was just humbling and crazy and we were like well I mean look like Rainfest is this huge thing with these massive you know renowned hardcore royalty bands and local bands that are obviously more relevant today and so it's like you know we what are you guys doing? Like, you know, you're gonna you're gonna bring down the uh, rep of your fest having us no play, way. Anything, <laughs> you know. Uh, but that's kind of how it came together, and so I just hit everyone up again, again. You know, we had a we have like Chris is in Pennsylvania, Cam lives in New York. I started reaching out to guys again. I'm like, well, we have another show opportunity possibly if you guys you know want to get together, and that's kind of how it all just sort of started by playing this possible goofy one off secret show in san diego for no good reason you that's know? awesome <laughs> that is a cool story that's awesome we're gonna get into another song uh actually a couple we're gonna play uh let me see here we're gonna play third person and then pills of advice the title track from your full length on indecision records this is stay gold we'll be right back with a little bit more from stay gold here on loud and local <laughs> Don't stand at the wall 
Loud and local with Kevin Deers rolls on 99.9 KISW. Starts today. Start set. Start today. Is that a little ode to Gorilla Biscuits? Uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> we got Stagold in the studio. This is Chad and Eagle from an awesome band. You may not have heard of them, but you definitely got to check check out their uh, their seven inch. Uh, they do you guys put out a seven inch and a full length? Is that it? Uh, two seven inches. Yeah. Two, two seven EPs, inches. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. And uh, the full length pills and advice, which I want to talk to you guys a little bit about, because it seems like you guys recorded that maybe toured a little bit and then broke up right after that. Is that, was is that kind of the yes, story? That was definitely the story. Yeah. Um, actually, the, the record release show, well, so I guess the series of events was we had the record recorded and done, and we booked a full, like we went across the country and booked, booked a full U.S. tour, uh, East Coast tour, and we were actually going to have the record shipped to us on that tour. So, like, that's how, yeah. like, the ink had just dried, you know, on, on the record sleeves kind of a deal. So the record was being shipped to us on the East Coast. We were coming all the way back to Seattle, 
and we had a record release show booked uh, actually at Hell's Kitchen Tacoma. Sure. We were playing our record release show. With Terror and Allegiance. Terror and yeah. Allegiance, yep. uh, stacked show, obviously yeah. amazing, and that was the last show we played. We decided, you know, let's break up at our record release show <laughs> for our full-length record. <laughs> Just made sense. Just a fitting and weird Just way to sense. end. You yeah. know, yeah. Um, at, the, at the exact time, honestly, I don't think we really thought it was i mean i don't know we if we knew it was, was going to happen i think we were going to take a hiatus we, we sure. had a we had a we terrible had, um, tour we had a lot of uh we had we had members that were like unsure if they wanted to stay around or what yep. was really going on we we all needed a break from yeah, each other sure. you know i mean we had such a emotionally and financially disastrous tour that just you know yeah everyone was sort of on edge emotions were, we're high. just like f this yeah, I yeah. mean, I don't even know if it was that conscious. I think it was like, well, we need to just sort of uh, it was lay it to rest for here, a while, you know. Yeah, um, and it's hard to come back from a terrible tour and like yeah. immediately have to go play a show, like when you're all burnt out on each other and you've had these yeah. bad experiences. And yeah, just ironically, our record release show ended up being our our sort of last show, and it was like, man, that was terrible timing and a terrible sort of like series of events for the label that puts out your record you yeah. know it's just it's yeah I'm, but you never plan these things exactly just uh yeah not good not good timing or thinking on our parts <laughs> i will admit that um all right well that that beats that question uh, why'd you guys <laughs> break up well there there it is uh, that's, yeah that's it's kind of the reason nothing new it's nothing uh special or exclusive it's it's being in a band i mean you know yeah. it's just you have young guys who are you know not even i mean barely adults i guess you could say you've got guys that we had a you know we had a guy quit the band before a big tour we had to have a fill-in come in and so it's like you know you already have these you have these strikes against you before you hit the road and like you know like we were talking about earlier we get to the east coast we have all these dates booked in canada and we get denied access at the border and so we have there you go again. We have six days where we lost all of these shows, and, and then so we're just spending money on tour, sitting around yeah. Connecticut. Uh, thankfully, our really good friend Nick, who lived in Connecticut at the time, may still. I haven't talked to him, but he put us up basically for six days. Yeah, we just lived in his apartment and waited to go on to the rest of our U.S. tour. But we had things like that over and over again on the tour, and so you know, you got personalities that are already out of whack because guys have quit the band, mm-hmm. and you've got canceled shows. You've got poor attendance you've got the financial side of it you've got and everything you know really for me it was just the idea of trying to replace people because i really felt for a long time we were so tight and just a group of friends kind of goofing around the idea of having to replace people was really daunting like we didn't really know didn't make sense yeah Yeah, i mean you know it's like you see the i mean there are certainly plenty of successful bands that obviously do well and create great music and they have revolving doors of every role save for maybe the singer but yeah, just it didn't feel like something like, well, let's just get some scabs and uh, you know, we just we were we were all friends. I felt like Stay Gold was just this group of guys and yeah, I don't think we wanted to go down that road of like, okay, let's book another tour and find a fill-in guy and you know, just uh, at the time, of course, none of that stuff was even particularly conscious. I think it was more just like we hated yeah. each other and sure. <laughs> Chad and I got in a, in like a physical fight Uh-oh. on the tour in uh, Chili's. I mean, we couldn't tell you what it was Still about. Still can't remember what yeah. it was It was about. over the baby back ribs. Might I mean, have probably. Been. Well, at the time, I'm sure it was about a black bean burger. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, definitely. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it was it was a bad tour, and you come back from that, and suddenly you go, well, I don't want to ever do that again. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're doing it again. Uh, there you go. <laughs> For one day, never at least. Never say never. Yeah. Uh, do you guys have any plans to play together after Rainfest? Uh, maybe a Stay Gold or anything else? 
I, you know, I don't, I, again, here we are saying, you know, again, you say never say never, but there are, you know, Stagold is not reforming. Stagold I know that is, there had to have at least yeah. be a couple offers after you guys mentioned no, that you're not playing really. Fest. No, I not mean, really? Just friends. Yeah. I mean, you know, someone saying like, oh, well, you're going to play Sound and Fury, right? And again, it's like, well, we're not being asked to play Sound. Like, yeah. We're not just like, hey, guys, let's go play some more festivals. <laughs> I mean, sure. and just again, show it's, up. I don't think that... That European tour where you make tons <laughs> of money. Yeah, that's the sure, one thing is I mean, that we never ever got, we never went to Europe as a band and that's obviously a huge regret and sort of a bummer, but I'm a firm believer in sort of just, I don't know. I mean, again, this, I'm I mean, really looking forward to Sunday yeah, and I think it's going to be a blast. over the years, you know? people would like ask us to do something and we always just sort of felt like, you know, we loved our band, we loved our time, we just didn't really feel like, I don't know. And there was bad, I mean, Making, I'll admit, there was bad blood yeah. between some guys. But again, it's like, yes, time sort of heals all wounds. I, I don't have any ill will towards any of those guys. We've reconnected up to this and over the weekend, yeah. and it's awesome. But, I, you know, yeah, it's in great. 2016, it's just, Stigold's not a band in 2016. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to Sunday, but I, you know, I don't want to ever sort of feel like, all right, let's go phone it in now and do this. And <laughs> exactly. I just, I don't know, you know, bands do the reunited thing and the, the tour of your the tour Europe thing, but no, I uh, something to be said about like the just kind of like leaving it be, yeah, just I like mean, yeah, letting it putting a period a to it. the end of the sentence. We, you know, the last the kind of quote unquote last slash reunion show thing that we did in two thousand four, it was it was like a funeral. It was a very like yeah. somber affair. It and was. We knew that it was kind of like this is a big goodbye, and we had this tumultuous ending, and so it was kind of like this burial of Stay Gold, and sure. so it was great to play, and it was great for kids to get to come out, and we had, I had a good time, but it was very much like this is a coffin going into the ground, and yeah. Sunday for me is, doesn't feel that way at all. It's like this is a celebration and a fun thing to do, and it's not this somber event, so for me that's all the more reason for yeah. this to be the period, you yeah. know. Um, it's sort of it's a, a cool positive thing, you know. Like that's awesome. connect with all those guys when even though things were a little rough for a while and we're actually the, the old lineup again, so it yeah. feels good. So that was a death and this is a celebration of life. I think that is a very <laughs> fair yeah. way to put that, for sure. Yeah. So what would you like Stagold to be remembered for? Oh my gosh. <laughs> that's I a mean, big question. It's kind of like what we touched on. I, I I'm mean, just sort of happy that we're remembered at all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, to yep. me it's uh, it's surprising and also really humbling, you know, to find out that kids that like are, they have a tattoo or, you know, like the few times I've gotten emails from people who are just telling me like, you know, certain lines or, or lyrics have meant, you know, so much to them. I mean, that's the most amazing feeling I've yeah. ever felt. And, it, you know, like I said, really humbling, really amazing. Very cool. It's yeah. forever humbling. I mean, it's still, I, I think all we'd want to be remembered as is just like a, an honest band. I mean, and that's a testament to Chad. I mean, you know, the... Chat, stay gold, whatever level of quote unquote success or any way we connected with people, the music's fine. I was responsible for a lot of that, <laughs> but you know, I mean, the the reason there's a lot that of it was very lyrically is, is it's Chad. I yeah. mean, it's it's a lyrical band, and it's a testament to that guy who had never been in a band and never been a singer and never wrote lyrics. You know, I mean, he, you know, it's kind of like we. No offense, we were all surprised. Like I was like, man, <laughs> like I thought this was going to be a fun, goofy thing, but like, yeah. holy heck, Chad is some uh, depth there. Ch this is Whoa, Chad's, bro, Chad's shine. Yeah. yeah, that's you know. You knew I didn't know. I think yeah, just anybody that likes our band to me is is the most humbling and awesome thing. And yes, like Chad said, just the fact that anyone would remember us is like 
a thousand thanks and just it's 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 overwhelming and humbling and it's still it's surprising because we just again we wanted to put out a demo and play some shows and yeah you know, that's all we go. expected so. well it's a good way to look at it just stay humble guys awesome stay gold i don't want to cut you off but i want to play one more song by you guys uh it's off the final pills and advice record uh you can pick it up i'm sure online somewhere through the rev hq distro i'm sure it's still available and in print uh on indecision records uh, i'm gonna play a song called toy boats and battleships and uh again eagle chad from stagel thanks again for coming up to loud and local and uh thanks for having us I'll, you'll you see so me much. on the stage as i'm stage diving awesome thank <laughs> excellent you. here it is stagel on loud and local This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, 
celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.